Welcome to another episode of the Ignited Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, and I invite you to join in and listen to a conversation with an amazing entrepreneur who has leaned into their passion and is igniting their life and the life of others. Greetings and salutations. This is the third anniversary special. In other words, January 8th, 2020, Ignited Entrepreneurs began. And January 8th, 2022 is the beginning of the third season. As you can tell, this is not the incredible Jessica, but you know that you are one of her favorite fans listening to Ignited Entrepreneurs. My name is Charlene Norman, and I've taken over the hosting seat today just this once so you can hear directly from the lovely Jessica. Are we ready, Jessica? Oh, heck yeah. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, listeners? I wish you could see what I see. This lady has the most amazing smile. The smile lights up her entire face. I don't say that about many people. But her smile, it's like a thousand watt light bulb. And you just want to be in the shadow of that smile. She's a very attractive lady. Uh, she's blonde. She has big glasses, oversized glasses, which I love. And this incredible thousand watt smile. You already know what she sounds like. She looks just as good, if not better. So, you know what? I wanted to share a statistic I was just reading um, this past week. Um, a well-respected podcast researcher had gone through and determined that there is somewhere between 1.8 million and 2.5 million podcasts that were started in 2021. And this, of course, means that everyone thinks that the whole podcast uh, industry is oversaturated. But here's what happened. 80% of those 1.8 to 2.5, 80% of those podcasts have not had any guests or any episodes in over six months. In other words, Pareto's, um, Pareto's what, is the, what is the word Pareto's? Principle. Isn't it Pareto's it. principle? Pareto's principle. Yes, I've got. Thank you very much. Pareto's principle is 80%, 20%. So 80% of all podcasts that hit in 2021 have already bit the dust. And the reason I'm bringing this up is Jessica started her podcast in 2020. So she became part of the 20% that carried forward into 21. And she's still standing. And all these poor ones that had to bite the dust for all kinds of good and valid reasons, they are roadkill and she's still standing. And I'm amazed she's done 150 at least episodes, guesting, hosting, minis, maxis, you name it. And that really is a huge feat, a huge accomplishment. And for that, you know what, Jessica, congratulations. Oh, I bet, thank you. I bet you never thought of that before. Not really. I think I just do it because I love it. So I don't really think about it in terms of counting or, or the effort that goes into it because I just love it. And that is the word what I call consistency. And that's what that's what builds the metal in entrepreneurs. That's what builds the metal in solid business leaders. It's, it, it's not the latest and the greatest. It's the consistency. And the fact that you love it um, that's the icing on the cake because I believe if it isn't fun. Don't do it. And I know that you believe that because you're the bring the joy girl. And I'm, I'm delighted to hear that you love doing podcasting because listeners, it's not quite as easy as you might think. There's actually quite a bit of work involved behind the scenes, whether you're organizing guests, whether you're actually producing, whether you're editing, whether you're loading it up, whether you're uh, trying to publicize it. Um, there is actually quite a lot of work. It's, it's so much more than just having a conversation, isn't it? Oh, so much work. I've figured that I think every episode equals about five hours of my time. 
just with, like you say, like initiating those conversations, the emails back and forth, I always do vibe checks. So, you know, like you and I, we had a conversation prior to this, which is how this came to be. And I do that with every guest. Um, Then there's the actual interview. And then, like you say, there's the editing, the publishing, the all of the other marketing assets and the advertising that goes into it. And so it's, it is, it is a lot of work, but it's, it's the best choice that I've made in my life in a really long time. And, you know, when you, when you first told me that you had this podcast and, and what you were doing, you also told me that you had a full-time job and my mouth fell on the ground because most of the experience I have with podcasters is podcasting piece is part of their business. So they make, they make time within their day or their night or early mornings or whatever it is. Um, but they don't have a podcast as a side gig. This is your side gig, something you absolutely love. And you have a very successful career. You're up for promotions and you're up for whole pile of stuff and my mouth fell open so would you like to share with everyone there's this there's this strange idea about having a side gig as a side hustle but can you share with everyone how you make it work how do you organize your life so that you can work Monday to Friday and then do your stuff on the weekends and keep yourself organized Well, I think it starts with the fact that I'm a single empty nester. So I actually have a lot of time on my hands. Um, And it actually started the whole idea of really throwing myself into a side hustle came back in around 2015 when I found myself as a single empty nester. And I was doing, interestingly enough, I was doing my New Year's resolution list and recognizing that the, the list that I was creating back in December, 2015 was really the same list that I'd created the year before and the year before and the year before, and I hadn't really gotten anywhere. And so then I started to listen to the excuses, right? When you ask yourself a question, quite often the excuses start to come up, your your brain starts to answer for you. And what kept coming up for me was that I was a struggling single mom. And this was this, this voice that I'd heard in my head. And then when I realized a second later was that, well, one, I was no longer struggling. I actually had a really good job. And two, I wasn't a single mom anymore because my son had actually moved out. He was now 19. He was living with his dad. And I had all this time on my hands to do something with it. And one thing I know for sure is that once you know something, you can't unknow it. And so now I was faced with the decision to what am I going to do with this time? Because I'd previously been using it to create excuses for myself as to why I couldn't do things. And now I had to either come up with a new excuse, which didn't really seem like a good idea or actually do something. And so then that's when I started to launch into figuring out myself, what I wanted for my life, led me into coaching, took my certification. Like I just started to throw myself into me, finally allowing myself to have time for me. And so the evolution of where that came to, um, it just showed up in, in, uh, January, 2020, unbeknownst to me, what we were heading into. Um, but luckily, for me, uh, I don't know that my mental health would have been as good going into COVID um, as a single empty nester because I didn't have family to go home to. I didn't have kids to take care of. I didn't really have those responsibilities to um, keep me company. So the podcast actually, I think, saved me. So it was really easy to find the time for it because it became really important to me to be able to look forward to those conversations. Um, and I don't know if you find this, but as entrepreneurs, um, we're lucky because we get to have really amazing conversations with other entrepreneurs. So for me, that was what I looked forward to. It became really what pulled me to, um, yeah, just, it was, it became my love. It just became everything to me. And so finding this time was not an issue. I looked forward to it. I made the time for it. And I, I mean, not always, there were moments where, you know, I would be waiting for somebody to jump on the call to do the interview. And I was exhausted because I'd had a difficult day. And some days I'd sit there going, please don't show up. Please don't show up. Right. Um, and of course they 99% of the time they did, but, but, you know, by the time I got on the phone and started talking to that person, that's when my energy came back and I really enjoyed it. And so I don't think it was a matter of it being difficult. I think it just became what I really needed and it was very timely. So, yeah. 
I, I just heard you say two really important points that I would like to highlight for your, for your audience. Um, number one, you can have anything you want in life. You just can't have it all at the same time. And, and I have believed this when I was in corporate. I believe it now as, a, my, as my own business owner. You can have anything. It just won't happen at the same time. And Jessica has just told you she had a pretty successful life up until she became a single nester. And the single nester situation allowed her to delve into other areas. So that's number one. Number two, the fact that you love something means you are energized by it. The fact that you love something means it becomes a diversion in an otherwise normal, ordinary existence. And I hear you a thousand percent when you say it, it energized me, especially through COVID because I didn't have. And I worry today when I look around the, the world, so many people are unhappy in their jobs. So many people are unhappy in their lives. They've lost, they've lost the idea of what fun and joy and happiness is all about. And I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm not a psychologist. I don't play one of those either. But if we could all find moments of joy in our, in our lives, just little moments, exactly as Jessica just said, some days, hell, I didn't want to do it. I was tired. Please don't show up. Please don't show up. And they always did. And always she got energized. That's the secret I've learned to having a good mental state of well-being. I'm not going to talk about mental health. I'm not going to talk about all this stuff. I just want to stay with a good sense of mental well-being. And if there's, if there's, I know we're going to have tons and tons of lessons in this, in this podcast, but those two, if I can impress upon everyone, listen, you can have anything. You just can't have it all simultaneously. It, it, there's, a, there's a sequence. We never know what that sequence is. And for goodness sakes, find the good, find the joy in something because that will sustain you. Oh, absolutely. That is my reason for being, right? If, like the bring the joy girl. That was when I stepped into that persona and really owned it, my life completely changed. And that is one thing. If I was ever going to give anybody advice, it'd be figure out what your joy is and lean into it hard. It will change your life. Absolutely. There are people listening to this, I'm sure, that um, are, are a few years into their business or just starting or even thinking about a side hustle. So let's back that up a little bit. When you're saying lean into it hard, what do you mean by that? Well, I think figuring out first of all figuring out what brings you joy and for me joy is kind of an umbrella term for life fulfillment right like you can have all the money in the world and still be unfulfilled because you haven't figured out what it is that truly brings you joy in life so i highly recommend that people do that exploration to figure out what that is and there's lots of different ways to do that the way that i found it was an exercise called a seven levels deep exercise which i highly recommend Anybody listening to this, it does want to find that for themselves. They need to go Google that and do that exercise. It will 100% change your life. And then once you do that, I feel like it becomes your North star, right? Like for me, joy and freedom were the two values that came up when I did that. And for me, what I realized that when I feel joy, that's when I feel most free because that's when I'm playful. That's when I'm really the most authentic self is when I'm feeling joy and looking intentionally looking for joy, not waiting for joy right and I think that's something that people need to recognize too is that we create we it's it's up to us to find what we want in life not wait for someone else to freaking hand it to us because if you do that you've lost all control and you're basically you're just waiting on somebody else which I don't don't subscribe to that at all oh yeah um, so really I think right <laughs> you're absolutely right it's your mission yeah, I mean, and doing that is just going to create a life of disappointment. Um, if you're just constantly waiting for somebody else to fulfill that joy for you or, or show you what joy looks like or any of those things, um, 
And so, yeah. I, and for me, what happened is it became a North star. So like when you were asking me, you know, how did I find the time having a full-time job and, you know, this, this, you know, sustaining this podcast and knowing that it's not a temporary thing. This is something I'm going to continue to do because I love it. It's because it is pure bliss. Like you and I right now having this conversation and the conversation we had the first time, which went what, like, I think an hour and a half meeting a total stranger and you just click. I mean, to me, that is bliss, absolute bliss. And so I can't imagine doing anything else. Like I can't, and, and when you find that, when you find that, when I mean lean in hard to it is, yeah, this is what I prioritize in my life now is having these moments of joy, looking forward to these incredible conversations where I can um, learn from other people. I can hear different points of view. I can show up curious and just lean in hard to that moment, whatever that moment might be, so long as it's joyful and you can find the joy in it. To me, that's the secret to a happy life. I don't know. That's just me, but that's, that is what's working for me. So, well, every, 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 uh, spiritualist, every philosopher, every strange woo woo person out there. Uh, I don't care. Any spiritual teacher will tell you exactly as you just said in maybe less words, more words, whatever. But the whole thing is, yeah, find the joy that's inside of you and spread, spread it all around. Uh, I have a friend of mine who says, yeah, it's, it's like spreading grape jelly on, on toddlers. It's so easy. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love it. I, I, I hope, I hope that uh, listeners, you're, you're, you can hear the, the fun, the excitement, I don't know that passion is the right word for, for, for what Jessica's got. It's so much more than that, but I hope you can hear it coming through. Um, and as I said, I, I, I really wish you could see her face because it does light up, it lights up that just like a big old uh, light bulb. So, so let me ask you this, then you started it, you'd written notes for several years. You decided January 8th, 2020, you were going to start this. You didn't know, none of us knew really COVID was on its way. What was the spark where you said, I'm calling it Ignited Entrepreneurs. I'm going to hit play and I'm going to interview these types. I'm going to focus on this. What was, what was the spark? How did that, how did that all happen? Well, to be honest, I never intended to start a podcast. Um, it wasn't really something I was looking to do. <laughs> and, and again, I go back to, you know, like, I think when you, when you're in the place of joy or in a place of like knowing what your intention is and what you want to feel, I'm really all about looking for feelings rather than things. Right. Um, and when you're in that place and you're listening and you're asking the right questions, I, I, I am a big believer that the universe delivers. So whatever you believe in, whatever your higher power is, I call it the universe. Um, it delivers. It absolutely freaking delivers. And what happened was I was thinking about changing or pivoting my coaching business to work with entrepreneurs specifically. Again, getting them through, you know, uh, what's holding them back to find that passion for themselves, that purpose. And I put a post out onto Facebook and said, okay, I would love to talk to successful entrepreneurs to find out what it was that you felt made you most successful. Because I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. You want to model success. And I was going to backwards engineer a program that I could offer based on my experience that would help people to accomplish what these other successful entrepreneurs had created for themselves. Of course, I wanted to do the research and talk to them. And I had uh, so many people that were like, yes, I would love to talk to you about this, but what is this for? Is this for a podcast? And I think I thought about it for, I joke and I say like 30 seconds and I went, yeah, you know what? That's what it is. It's a podcast. And just like that, it became a thing. And I have to, I have to give a lot of credit to my very first guest. Her name is Eleni. She's amazing because she was one of those people who responded. I didn't know this woman. I had no idea how she made it onto my friends list or whatever, but she pushed me and she said, okay, let's do this right now. Let's just get it done. Let's book a book a call and I'll be your first guest. And that's it. That's how it happened. And I fell in love with it and I haven't looked back. 
What an amazing story. Like, holy it's cow. Crazy, and, right? Well, yeah. And this also proves another point. The best things have the right intention, but they don't have the format. And I've learned, I know you've learned, you set the intention, you say, I want to do this, or this is what I think I, this is how, what I want to say, or this is what I want to do. But if you do not hold on to the final form, if you let the form flow and ebb, it all works out. And being a class A control freak here, that was a very hard <laughs> lesson for me to learn. Um, just to let it go. And I am amazed at that story, Jessica. That is the best way. And here's the other really cool thing. When you do what you love, it's not about money. The money comes afterwards. You don't ever set out to do business or husbands or wives or families on about money. Money should be the last thing. The first thing is, do I like it? Does it make my heart sing? The second thing is, as long as I don't have a clear-cut idea of how this is going to end up, the journey is lots of fun. But when you try and control the, the journey and say to the universe that you know more than the universe does, which is the worst thing any of us can do, life becomes awful. So just let go. Take inspired action, but just let go. I am thrilled that I, you never told me that before. I'm just amazed. I mean, that's just the best way possible. Unbelievable. So, so the original vision of Ignited Entrepreneurs was just to talk to people about their definitions of success. Has it changed over time? Has it, has it morphed, adjusted? Yes and no. Um, I think initially it was, I never did actually create what I was going to do. Um, I just decided that this, this was meant for me and I just wanted to see where it could take me. And so I just threw myself into it. And I guess, you know, the fact that I do have a full-time job is actually a blessing because I don't need to worry about whether it makes me money or not. Right. So I was able to just, like you say, let it ebb and flow and see what it was going to become for me. Um, and so what's happened, though, is I would call this networking on fire. Like you cannot pay for the kind of networking that happens through podcasting. I have collaborated, run workshops, uh, become affiliates, done a lot of those kind of things that never would have occurred to me. Um, had I not said yes initially to this opportunity as it presented itself with no expectations. I had zero expectations of what it was going to become. I was just open to letting it become what it was meant to be. And it's, it's just, it's kind of blown my mind. And so as I move into season three, I do want to um, change the format a little bit. And okay. as you said earlier, well, I want, so my goal would be to be the go-to podcast for actual tangible advice for what I would consider more newbie entrepreneurs, right? Like I want to start um, specifically looking for the types of guests that have the information that I want to be able to present. So as much as I love telling people stories, which I will continue to do because there isn't a part of that that I'd love to share for why I do that. Um, but I really want to make sure that when people come to my podcast now, after two full years and going into season three, that they can guarantee that they're going to actually learn something, something that they can actually take away from that podcast and put into practice. So that's the goal for season three is as much as I love telling stories and sharing people's journey and the value that they have as an entrepreneur. Now it's going to be very specific, like takeaways that I'm looking for. Um, so I've started looking for people who are experts on LinkedIn, experts on Pinterest, expert on sales, expert on marketing. So a lot of the aspects that as an entrepreneur, we actually need to learn as opposed to just hearing wonderful stories of other people's successes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does make sense. And I, I just wanted to back up just a little bit here. There's a lot of folks who think that when we throw around words like intention or manifest or 
unusual, different terms like that. They think that we're talking in the clouds. And the truth is, you just actually explain the whole process. You start with an idea. All right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to experiment with it. You don't take control for the end result. But what you do do is every single day, you take one step forward. And that is the key. You're not sitting there on your ass waiting for the universe to help you. You've sent a note out, a message out that said, okay, I'm ready for this. You're absolutely right. The universe does say, okay, we'll now start to move things in a direction to help you. But you keep taking that one action every single day. It's not about taking 20 actions. It's not taking 100 actions. It's taking one step at a time. It's not one step forward, five steps back. It's one baby step after baby step so that you too can be where Jessica is now two years Two years in, starting her third year, saying, oh, my God. And you've just heard her the first two years. The first year is always getting your feet wet. The second year is perfecting it. The third year, anytime, is always up-leveling it. And that happens whether you're in a career, whether you're in business, whether you've got a podcast. The first year is about getting your feet wet. The second year is all about just being comfortable and and making it masterful and the third third year you're always taking off and you're reaching new heights so you you are following the so-called quote unquote air quotes here formula that's been around forever that a lot of businesses don't even think about but that the universe manufactures for us and all we have to do and you've said it before believe in yourself. I've got the guts. I've got the thing that's going to move forward because I can move one foot in a time. And that is all that manifestation is. That is all the law of attraction summarized into very teeny tiny things that has got nothing to do with woo. It's actionable. And there guys, that's your, that's your walking orders for the, for the 2022 one step at a time. And listen, listen to the opportunities. That's one of the things that I, I always say is that you cannot see all the doors that are waiting for you to be opened until you take that first. You have to say yes first, and then they all open up for you. But you have to have that those guts, that that willingness to be okay with things not necessarily going the way you want. Like you said earlier, having any idea of what it's going to look like, but you have to say yes and then all the opportunities open up behind that. You can't see them till you say that first yes, though. You're 100%, 100% correct. So so let me just switch gears just a little bit here. Um, what has, has surprised you the most about playing a podcast host or a hostess? And is, do, do we make the distinction? I don't think we do, right? We're all hosts, period. I, so, I, I don't so, care, yeah. <laughs> You don't care. You're bring the joy girl. It does not matter. So what, what surprised you the most about playing the host? Um, you know, it's the person that I've become through the process. Like I, if, if you knew me six years ago, you would not recognize me today. And I've had really? friends. Yes. I've always been what I call like a shy introvert. And never wanted to have an opinion never wanted anybody to ask me a difficult question. Always felt like um, I don't know enough about a subject to have a conversation with somebody who's an expert. Therefore, just keep your mouth shut, blend into the woodwork. Just nobody needs to know you're here. And so when I stepped into this role, um, it terrified me to think that I was now going to be what I refer to as on, right? Because now you're having a conversation. It's being recorded. The other person on the other side is an expert in their field and you somehow have to keep up. That was terrifying for me, but yet I still did it. And I started mostly with friends and family. So it was comfortable. If you look at the first six months of my podcast, other than Eleni, who was my first guest, most of those are people that were already in my life. So I started out very comfortable with people I knew, right? But then I evolved to, I mean, people are hunting me down constantly. I can barely keep up with the people who want to be on my show, which is amazing. But, you know, I'm stepping into situations where I have no idea what that conversation is gonna look like or what that person's gonna say. And, you know, can I keep up with the conversation? 
And so the person that I've had to become through this process is blowing my freaking mind because I never, if you'd asked me even two years ago, you know, if you could feel like you could be comfortable interviewing a person on this subject or that subject, I'd be like, no freaking way. Like I'm, I'm not an expert in that. I can't have a conversation with that person, but now I look forward to it. I love it. I love having those kind of difficult conversations where I'm actually nervous to get on the call with the person because I know that I'm going to be challenged in that moment. And for me, that's probably been the best thing that's happened through this is just who I've become and the confidence that I have in myself and my abilities and my willingness to have an opinion and speak up about it has been absolute blessing. Well, one of the things that you didn't say that goes into this is to lose your ego. Mm. Because we're, we're, we're taught as kids, we're taught as teenagers, we're taught in university, we're taught in business. You got to have the answer. You got to be the smart one in the room. You got to know. And if you don't know, you can't let anyone know that you don't know. So it's a big fake it till you make it exercise for so many people. And the down, the part of the downside is when that ego gets so big and you just can't walk through the door, although we all think we can walk through the door. It's when others see that we can't walk through the door because our ego is so big to do what you have just said. You had to throw your ego out the door. You you actually had to go in humble and horrors of horrors, vulnerable, like someone could could rip you to shreds. So can you explain? I think we can all imagine how it feels to be naked and vulnerable. I use naked in air quotes here. Um, we all we all know we all know what it feels like. But how do you get comfortable with that feeling? Um, I think I just accept the fact that I am not going to be the expert. They are. That's the whole point. I've co- I brought them on to share their expertise. And so I am actually really good at showing up vulnerable. Like my latest episode that I'm about to publish later today as a lady talking about sales. Well, sales is not my jam, not at all. And that's exactly how I started the episode off. Like, I'm really excited you're here because I need you. I need you to teach me stuff because I don't like sales and I need to learn it. And so I think being vulnerable like that has helped me as well because I don't have to have an ego. I'm not there. It's not about me. The show's not even about me. It's about me being able to bring other people to the table to share their expertise as opposed to feeling like, I'm just the host. I don't need to be the expert. If I was the expert, I wouldn't need the guests, right? So I need those guests to show up and teach. And so I'm totally, you know, and honestly, it's it's a joke. And I say that the show is not about me, but in a lot of ways it is because I am attracting people that need to, that I need to learn from. So I'm getting coached. I see it as an opportunity to be coached by the experts almost every time I have someone on my show. So for me, showing up vulnerable is actually a a total bonus because I'm not doing the whole, oh, I already know that. So I'm actually learning. I'm asking questions I want answered because I believe that I'm my own avatar and that I really am my, my, my key audience. And so if I want to know these questions, they do too. And so I show up thinking that I'm doing my audience a favor by being vulnerable and asking questions so that I can learn as well. That's probably the absolute best answer I could ever ask for. Um, that is, it sums up exactly what an awesome host in any function does. It sums up what the best bosses are. It sums up what the best leaders are, the best CEOs and presidents and whatever else that I've had the pleasure of working with and beside. And it's always about the other person and what can I learn because everyone brings something to the table. Everyone has a certain something and it's worth our time to listen. So, um, Talk about how people find you. Uh, I, I remember you said that you no longer put out advertisements for people. They just found their way into you. So how does that work? I mean, that's got to be the best feeling in the world. It's pretty cool. I've had some pretty amazing people pitch me. Um, yeah. They've gone well out of their way. They've created videos. They've like specific videos where they're talking. Yeah, a couple of them now. Um, I have a a gentleman coming on soon that that's exactly how he got my attention was he created a video talking directly to me, pitched it to me, 
And yeah, absolutely. That man's coming on my show because that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And I've had that twice. Another lady, Chris Ward, she's been on my show and she did the same thing. She sent me an, um, through LinkedIn, she reached out to me and she, again, created a video for me. She had like in the background, she had both of her monitors had my, my podcast showing there. And then she had this little tablet that she's like sort of put across the screen that had my name on it. And she's talking to me. And I mean, that's how you get people's attention. That's no that's kidding. Good stuff. <laughs> that's really and it was good crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's still kind of crazy to me because you talk about ego. I mean, I got no ego. Like I'm, I don't see myself as anything other than someone showing up and having fun doing what she loves. And so when I have those moments, it's like, I still have to kind of do a little check. It's like, that is so freaking cool that somebody would go to that effort to get my attention to come on my show. Like that still blows my mind. Right. Um, So those are a couple of examples, but for the most part, there are some really amazing websites that uh, if people are looking for to get onto podcasts or if they already have a show and they're looking for guests, there's uh, four different websites that I subscribe to. Three out of the four are completely free. So the one that I use the most is called matchmakerfm.com. Yep. That is a paid one. That is where I get most of my guests through. Um, and then there's Audrey, A-U-D-R-Y. There's Podbooker and Podmatch. And between that, I don't have to do any more work other than show up. Wow. That is like absolutely awesome. So what about your listeners? Do you get fan mail? Do you get mail from your listeners saying, oh my God, that was amazing. Well, that was a piece of shit. Holy cow. Do you get, do you, do you get feedback? No, you know what? It's really funny. And I give my email address out in every show, but I don't get any feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. I know that I've had a few reviews. I know I've had a few reviews, but I'm not on Apple. And so I can't actually see them. Um, But I've heard that there's some reviews there. And quite often, again, the people that really want to get on the show, they'll go leave reviews, right? That's part of their well, I left you a review on Apple and you should have me on your show. So, you know, I honestly, I don't even believe in reviews anymore so much because I feel like it really is just a way for somebody to get your attention. Um, But, you know, honestly, I don't do it for, hmm, how do I say this? Like, I, I don't, I believe in action rather than results, right? So like you were saying earlier, like it's consistency. I show up, I do my thing. Lots of people are listening. So I'm assuming that they're getting value or they wouldn't be listening. And for me, I just, I do it with that. I don't worry about getting rave reviews or having to deal with trolls. I just, I don't, I don't do it for those reasons. I I believe that the work that I'm doing is providing value. And once I release it and I publish it, that's it. My work is over other than, you know, I, I tag my guests and I do all the marketing side of it. Um, but after that, I let it go and I'm on to the next person. I just want to be in the moment with that person. Um, so yeah, I'm not too worried about that stuff. That's a really key lesson uh, for anyone who, who is thinking about or is in the middle of their podcast doldrums, if you will, and also for anyone uh, launching or developing new products. Notice she did not talk about getting it perfect. She said, I show up, I do my best, I do my work and I release it and then I'm on to the next one. And that is so, so key. And she doesn't give a rat's ass about the reviews. And the reason why it is so important not to get vested in likes, not to get less vested in views and all the good, bad and the ugly is because that doesn't pay any of the bills. That's not what we call cash in the bank in this business. Too many people are still focused on this instant gratification, this, oh my God, I'm liked. Oh my God, look at my followers. Oh my God. And in the podcasting business, you really are your own person on an island for a very long time. So you want to love your stuff. You and, and the one that you can always pay attention to is your number of downloads. If your downloads over time are increasing, if you can see your downloads over time exponentially going up, you're on the right path. 
full stop. That's it. That's your, that's the reward. Yeah. It's only, it's, only... it's very much, it's very much like watching the stock market, you know, that, that, uh, the graph where it yes. goes down and it goes up and it goes down and it goes down, up, but it's it goes... always on that, but it's still always on that incline. It's always going up, even if momentarily it goes down. And the one thing I've found is that the more consistent that I am, the more listeners and the longer and the more listens I get, the more downloads I get. So when I took a break over summer, my listenership like went down because I wasn't releasing, right? So it really pays to be consistent. That's what I've really learned is people want to hear it. And if you release it, they'll listen. If you don't listen. release it, there's nothing to listen to. So even though my very first episode still has the most listens, it's they still want to see that you're releasing constantly. That's that's one of the lessons that I've learned is that consistency is everything for, for getting people to listen to. Yeah, it, it, and it doesn't matter in what, define anything in life, define anything in business, out of sight is out of mind, full stop. Even if we don't like to pedal, even if we don't like to sell, even if we don't like to market, just always remember out of sight is out of mind. And if you're out of mind, you're out in the boat without a life jacket. That's basically what it is. So you always wanna be in front and center. Um, you know what? You have, I think, the life that so many people would love to lead. It didn't happen overnight for you. It took a while. It's not like you're 19 right this moment. You've got a kid. The kid's left home. So do the math, people. She's she's definitely over 35. Um, what would be your best one piece of advice to anyone who wants to live the life of their dreams? They've gotten to a point in their life where that, okay, they did this, they did that. Now it's all about them. How can they live their own life of their own dreams? What, what is one piece of advice you would give people based on where you've come from? You have to know what that looks like. You have to know what you want, right? I think too much, I joke about, you know, for myself when I was young, I just jumped on the treadmill, that treadmill of expectations that somebody else had handed me, right? I got married really young. I had my son when I was fairly young, you know, I'm now divorced, been divorced longer than I was ever married, you know, and then I was a single mom and I, I kind of just became who was expected of me. And, and then when I had that wake up call back in, you know, 2015, when I no longer needed to be that I wasn't responsible to anybody but myself, I had to go on this journey. I didn't have to, I chose to go on this journey of self-discovery to figure out what now I wanted my life to look like. And I think that's, that is where you have to start. Um, you don't get anything unless you know what you're aiming for. So just going on that personal self-discovery of what really fulfills you. Um, I use a life wheel. I don't know if people know what a life wheel is, but I use a life wheel on a regular basis where it's uh, like a piece. It looks like a pizza and you split it into eight or 10 sections and each yep. of the sections is right. It's, it's an area of your life and you gauge yourself on how, you know, content you are or how happy you are. You can use it for so many things. I use it for joy too. It's like, how much joy do you feel in each of these areas or how much you can use whatever emotion you're trying to achieve. Um, engage yourself. But I use that constantly, like probably every three months or so, I'll use that as a snapshot to see where I'm at. But you have to know what you want as before you can really start to think about where you want to go. So doing that snapshot and taking like a personal inventory, and then from there, figuring out what's missing, I call it what's in the gap. So between where you are now and where you want to be, what's in there and start designing that and writing that out and thinking about it. And then the more you do that, the more you adjust your focus to what you actually want your life to look like opportunities like this, like the podcast, they will start to show up for you because you've, you've pulled that desire into your conscious and you, your mind will go searching for those opportunities that you probably did not see before that were still there, but you weren't seeing them because you weren't focusing on them. So just knowing what you truly want and focusing on it and just being really open to the opportunities that present themselves, regardless of, like you say, they look like what you expect them to look like. Just take some chances. 
just throw yourself out there, take some chances, try a few things on. You don't have to buy them. You can just rent them for a little while, try it on, see if it works. If it doesn't work, move on to something else, whatever. But just, just try some stuff, be different, do something different and just see what happens. So that's my best advice. Wow. I'm, I'm totally, totally blown away by that answer. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to what you originally said about 2022, what you wanted to do with Ignited Entrepreneurs was to leave lessons, to give some hardcore things that people can, can, can walk away with, actionable steps. This entire podcast has been filled with nuggets of actionable steps every single thing that you said is all actionable, whether they're into podcasting or whether they're into their own business, whether they're interested in taking their life up several notches. Um, I always, I always like to end my interviews by asking for three nuggets of solid wisdom. It's think of it as Bring the Joy Girls actionable pieces that her listeners can use and look forward to more of in this new year. Okay. Tell me, th- um, tell me three pieces, darling. Okay. So the first one that um, I kind of mentioned, but, but didn't really go into detail on is the, the power of storytelling. So for me, the reason the power of storytelling is so powerful is because of something that I have dubbed the transfer of belief. And so what I, the reason I want to mention this right now is because we need to find people who have done what we want. And we need to borrow a little bit of their belief just so that we can take that first step that we need. Because quite often when you want to do something new where you're, you know, me back in 2015 and kind of just totally pivoting my life, I didn't have any data to believe that I could do anything yet. I was still working off of old belief systems that I was still just a, you know, a single or um, was a, I was a wife or I was a mom. And that was the belief system I was working on of who I was. And so to move into a new identity or move into a new area of life for you, Sometimes you need to borrow a little bit of somebody else's belief that it's possible to be able to take that first step. So what I mean by that is find somebody else who's already done what you want so you can see that it's possible because you don't necessarily have the data yet for yourself, but you can borrow some of theirs. So that's my first one. Now you're making a a questionable look on your face. So do you have a question about that? I, I don't have a question on that. I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I'm running it through my mental filter is what I'm doing. That makes perfect sense. Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, so that's my first one is find somebody that's done what you want. And if you have to borrow a little bit of their belief so you can get started, do that just so that you have enough for yourself for the next step. The second one is listen to those nudges, right? So this is a lot of what's happened for me in my life. So one of the things that we haven't talked about yet was back in 2019, I got this idea or nudge that I wanted to host a women's conference and I wanted to bring some amazing people up on stage and share their stories. And so I did that. And I just within days of having the idea. I put it out onto Facebook. I started promoting it and I did it. And I ended up teaming up with an amazing woman who originally I invited to be a speaker. She ended up being my business partner. We hosted this incredible women's conference back in October of 2019. Um, It was an in-live, in-person live event. We filled the ballroom. We had incredible speakers, but had I not listened to that, that nudge that I got, I never would have done that. I never would have been on stage and dancing and, and inviting other amazing women to come up on stage with me. Um, and so listen to the nudges. It's, it's that and the podcast and, and so many of the things that I've had happen in my life in the last five or six years has been because I chose to listen. When the universe whispers, you have to listen and take action right away. So that's nugget number two. Any comments on that one? (laughs) You're absolutely correct. And I'll just say for the listeners who are kind of going, uh, listen to the nudges, are you not so? Yeah, it's scary. It is scary because you're trusting your intuition. And some of us haven't built that muscle yet. But I'm telling you, 
it's there. It's always been there. And when you turn to it, it doesn't let you down. You are correct. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then the last one is have a tribe. Um, This is something that I actually, I think intentionally avoided for a really long time. I'm very uber independent and I've always been called a lone wolf, even, even in the jobs that I've had. Um, very um, able to handle things on my own. I don't go looking for a lot of help. I just figure shit out on my own. And the last year or so, um, I've, through the podcast and actually doing collaborations with some of my guests and workshops and that kind of thing, um, it's actually completely changed the way that I feel. Um, I no longer want to go through business alone. Um, having that conference where I worked with my, my business partner, Autumn, um, it was a struggle. Like her and I went through some stuff. Like we had to work through stuff, right? No different than a marriage, a relationship, anything like that. When you start working with somebody, you're going to have to make some shifts. Um, and then, but now here we are two years later and her and another one of my really good friends, uh, we've all teamed up. And we're now a threesome and we're now back working under the umbrella of this women who inspire and, and we're moving forward. And it feels so freaking good. Like it's crazy. Cause I had it in my mind for so long that I had to just do it all by myself. And I'm realizing now, like I say in the last six months or so, as, as we've all come together, that it's so much better. So, so much better when you have a tribe that you can do things with. So that's my lesson that I've learned myself that I'd love to leave for people. So that's so, so <laughs> three, three lessons, folks, the power of your own storytelling, the power in believing your own story, listening to your intuition, paying attention to the nudges and having a community or a tribe or a band of fellow warriors, because you can go, you can go high when you're alone, but you can go farther when you're with others. And I just got to say, this has probably been one of the most inspiring talks that I've had with anybody in a very long time, Jessica. Everything that you said today was incredibly uplifting spoken with heart and humor and you could tell tons of experience blood sweat and tears and there is nothing that i could disagree with you're absolutely right and thank you and thank you for allowing me to have the chair this time um listeners i hope you've enjoyed this discussion as much as i have with your favorite podcast host jessica the bring the joy girl And we will all look forward to seeing what she's going to unroll for us in season three. Stay tuned. Same time, same place.